0: Amen, amen. Been before Sister Glover leaves the microphone, we'll have her testify real quick. Praise God. It's good to be home. Let me tell you what, it is good to be home. <laughs> Praise God. Amen.
1: God is very good to us. We had a fabulous trip. Enjoyed uh, being together and um, for two weeks. I don't know the last time that's happened when it's just been the two of us. And it was wonderful, wonderful. And before we left, I asked the Lord if we could see some, you know, flying fish and some sea turtles, that sort of thing. And um, we saw so many sea turtles one day that we lost count. I mean, they were just kept swimming by. And we saw so many, many, many little flying fish, too. God, God over, you know overdid it i w- I was thinking you know maybe four turtles that's a lot because uh-huh. i think the most that we've ever seen before is one you know uh-huh. on a cruise and mercy god is so good and it, i am so glad to be back home um we had a wonderful 50th anniversary together mm-hmm. and uh yeah god is good and i just want to praise him and thank him for the, his goodness, and even while we were there on the ship with all these strangers, it seemed like God kept putting people <laughs> in our paths that we were, you know, ministering to. As soon as they'd find out he was a pastor, they'd open up and tell them about all their troubles. <laughs> hmm. uh, but that's what we do. Praise you know. God. He's wonderful.
0: <laughs> Praise God. And uh, sharing scripture and uh, the things of the Lord, it just... A privilege. Praise God. Yes. Amen. And uh, don't hide your light under a bushel. We're, we're warned about that. Praise God. And even though we didn't go running up and down the halls waving, waving it, it still came to us. And so we're very thankful to be used of the Lord. But, <clears throat> but it was very special, very special time. Thank you so much for praying for us and ministering to us, uh, or the Lord ministering to us, and it just uh, was a restful time and uh, a very interesting time. Uh, the weather almost didn't cooperate, and we had rough water uh, from Fort Lauderdale down to, I want to say, Cartagena. That's not how you say it in Columbia. What? There's a G there. How can it change to an H? (laughs) (laughs) But a big city, beautiful city, and uh, and nice to be in port there. And then on to uh, Panama City. And going through those locks, my goodness, the engineering, uh, just incredible. And and then on the Pacific side, uh, again, the weather kicked up. But, um, uh, and, of course, the ship can handle it. It's over 900 feet, but the passengers can't handle it. That's, that's, the, that's the problem. <clears throat> and so the captain did what he could to minimize the, the effect of it, but it was a wonderful trip. And then coming home is just always so special. Um, pull into our driveway, and it's all plowed and shoveled. Well, before that, we had uh, a wonderful car service, Pull up, and uh, big smiles over the Glover ladies there to meet us. And um, then a nice uh, loaf of bread there, and uh, a fire in the wood stove. My goodness. Just uh, so nice to be home and have cold water coming out of the faucet. (laughs) And Funny how you miss those kind of things. (laughs) <laughs> but, um, but just a wonderful time. And again, thank you for praying. Thank you, ministry team, again, for doing a tremendous <laughs> job. We appreciate it very much. <clears throat> when, people, when people do find out I'm a pastor and, and they ask, uh, well, who's taking care of services while you're gone? And uh, we can smile and say we have a great ministry team and they're taking care of everything and I don't need to worry about a thing even though I do <laughs> but it's uh, uh always uh, always so good to be able to uh think you know that uh, all the bases are covered everything is is going well and uh we just appreciate the good things of the lord <clears throat> and if you are in need of a vacation you uh <clears throat> you feel like you need a break, I, I heartily recommend a cruise. Because um, if you were paying for a four-course meal every night, uh, even for two, that would be over $100, wouldn't it? Appetizer, soup, main, dessert, and all the coffee and tea you want to drink, <clears throat> um, a room that gets done up twice a day The steward comes in in the morning, and then he comes in in the afternoon and uh, straightens everything up, makes sure you've got fresh uh, towels and everything, you'd be paying a lot of money for that. And the cruise is just a great deal. And um, I I don't get a commission for this. (laughs) (laughs) I I should look into that. (laughs) But... um, there are some things that um, uh, may not add up to what is positive, and I'll share a few things with you here tonight. Uh, Second Timothy four and six. I- I'm not going to uh, teach on departure. I just want to mention it a little bit because of our exciting departure. But keep in mind, we do have a departure. I'm going I'm to hope to focus on keeping the faith. Keeping the faith. <clears throat> but Paul says, I am now ready to be offered. And the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Praise God. What tremendous promises he is reflecting on uh, here in this passage. How the Lord has been with him, how the Lord has brought him through, and how there's a goal yet ahead of him that he is not going to let go of praise god because he knows it's there and then he includes all of us now all them that love his appearing we love his appearing we're waiting for him to come praise god we desire for him to find us faithful and watching amen you can be seated the lord bless you so much Um, departure all three of our flights heading to Florida were delayed Um, the only silver lining behind that is that sister Belinda told me it's a FAA rule that if you are delayed three hours they must provide the airline must provide you with food vouchers yeah, I remembered that. And so the delay was six hours out of Anchorage. So I went to the desk and smiled at Anna and said, the FAA says after three hours we get food vouchers. Do you have some? Yes. How many you need? Well, there's two of us. Well, she gave us four each. And um, we went to the restaurant. Well, we got on that flight and uh, got on on our way to Seattle. Um, By this time, we're more than six hours late. And um, probably this piece of advice is good. Don't buy a hotel in advance. If you're going to a big city that's got lots of hotel rooms, because they'll, they'll be glad to sell you one. I bought in advance. We got to Seattle 1230-ish, 120, 120. 120. We have to be back at the airport to catch a 6 o'clock flight. And uh, I paid for that room. I'm going to go and lay my head down, even if it's just an hour. So we're out waiting for the shuttle. <laughs> And um, it's 1 o'clock in the morning, 1.30 in the morning. And we waited, and we waited, and we waited. And uh, 2.30ish, we decided, we're just going to be turning around and coming right back. Let's just go back in and see if we can find a Starbucks or something, and uh, get on the flight to LA and on down to Florida. That was a miserable night miserable but again there's a silver lining six o'clock comes along and goes by and we're delayed again get on down to la oh and and uh the delays were caused by the lack of airplanes due to the max nine problem that's that's what they were dealing with so in la we're waiting to uh, get the flight to Fort Lauderdale, and another delay. It wasn't three hours this time. I, didn't, I wasn't able to get a food voucher. But we, we got to uh, Fort Lauderdale about 12 hours later than we had planned, and uh, waited 45 minutes or so, maybe an hour, for the shuttle to come. We kept getting crossed wires. Finally got to our hotel room after 10. And our heads hit the pillow. But here's the silver lining. If you stay up all night, if you stay up 24 hours, you don't feel the time difference. Because we got up at 8 o'clock Monday morning, and it it didn't feel like 4 o'clock in the morning like you guys were up here. Felt good. Let's go have breakfast. And there was about 100 other people going on a cruise down at the breakfast uh, line. So we got on the ship, and and, uh, everything good. But the departure was something else. I don't think our departure, when the trumpet sounds, is going to have any glitches, any hitches, any delays, any inconveniences. We're out of here in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Praise God, that trumpet is going to sound, and we're going to be caught up with that crown of righteousness that Paul was talking about. Amen. Now, let's consider. Paul said, I kept the faith. Um, What if you look at all the losses that Paul had? he kept the faith, that's, that's the most important thing. But he lost his freedom. He uh, was a prisoner of Rome. And we know two years he spent in his rented house. Now I hear sometimes that Rome was paying the bill. And um, God's sense of humor coming through there that the very ones that apprehended him, the very ones that restricted his freedom were the ones who were footing the bill for his room and board. I don't know if that happened or not. I know that uh, Pharaoh paid for the upbringing of Moses. And that was his education, his training, you know, e- everything that contributed to uh, his leadership uh, uh, 80 years later as was paid for by, by Pharaoh. So it could have been that Rome was taking care of uh, Paul at their expense. I remember hearing about a missionary who um, wanted so badly to get in touch with her mother because of a loss in the family. And uh, she tried the phone, and international calls back in that day were not simple. And um, uh, the attendant or operator on the line was real rude and, uh, you know, saying, I can't get through to America that easily, and, and so on, and, and uh, the missionary is very distraught because she wanted to uh, talk to her mother and, and uh, comfort her, and she was just heading out the door when the phone rang. She went back in, picked it up, hello, and it didn't sound like anybody was uh, on uh, the line. In fact, it was still ringing, uh, it rang on her side and then was ringing on, on the other end. And her brother picked up the phone. Oh my, so good to hear from you. We were just walking out the door and I heard the phone ring. And the missionary said, is, is mom there? Can, I, can you put her on the phone? And, and uh, they talked for a while and, and she was, you know, keeping track of the time to a certain degree. And, and, um, and finally said, mom, this is an expensive call. I, I need to hang up. And um, I love you and you know all of those things that you would say on a call to your loved ones in a time of grief and loss. So the missionary hung up the phone. And then it rang again. And she picked it back up. And here's that rude, crude operator. I'm ready to try your call to America. The missionary said, thank you. I don't need to make that call now. And uh, hung up and said, if I knew who was paying for that call, I would have talked a little bit longer. (laughs) It worked out. God knows how to make things work in your favor. God knows how to give you favor. Amen. Sometimes it seems like we're going through a dry spell, a rough valley. And uh, But remember, when you come through the waters, you come through the river, even through the fire, I will be with you. And the key word is through, isn't it? You're going to get through this. Praise God. An elderly lady on a, a small income was praying asking God for groceries. Her atheist neighbor heard her praying. And... Thought I'm gonna play a trick on her. He went to the store. He got several bags of groceries He came placed them on her porch and knocked on the door and went and hid behind the bush She came to the door Opened it up and saw the bags of groceries and began to thank the Lord He stepped out from around the bush said it wasn't the Lord it was me and She began to praise the Lord again Thank you, Lord, for providing the groceries and having the devil pay for it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not going to lose. As far as the victory goes, you're not going to lose. Praise God. Paul boldly preached the kingdom. He said, "I'm not ashamed." of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to them that believe, the Jew first, and then also to the Gentiles. I'm glad nobody needs to be left out. Praise God. The plan of the Lord is fulfilled. Paul had already uh, preached in the villages, in uh, metropolitan areas. He'd already uh, written many letters to the churches, and he wanted to go back through again. You know, I wonder, I wonder if uh, uh, he revisits the churches that he had planted, you know, on uh, how many missionary journeys? Three? Three, Three, and then the fourth one uh, to Rome, uh, a one-way trip that time. Um, I wonder if the churches that he planted and appointed leaders over, he, he told Timothy to do that, ordain elders. Uh, they can take charge, and then he moved on. I wonder if the, those churches felt like, uh, oh, I wish we had the apostle here. Um, this, this ministry team doesn't do as much and uh, is, isn't as talented. And so I, I don't think they had that kind of attitude. I think they were a lot like you, just very supportive of the ministry team when the lead pastor is gone. And uh, you're excited about the Word of God. You're excited about uh, the preaching of the Word. Amen. And supportive and faithful. Because being faithful is what God's looking for, isn't it? Amen. You're faithful to the job. You're faithful to your family. You're faithful to your friends. Thank God we can be faithful to the house of the Lord and please our God. Amen. The blessings of God that were there. So we wanted to go back through. And he could teach and preach some more, because there's always more. Amen. Always more about the Lord. Now, Philippi was exciting in that Lydia and uh, her prayer uh, group, her prayer circle, all got baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And uh, and then the fortune-telling girl was delivered from uh, the devil who allowed her or enabled her to be deceptive in uh, fooling people into thinking that they're going to be, um, uh, you know, this is going to happen in their future, and so on. Um, and and he ended up; they ended up in jail. That's um, you know, never hear anybody saying if you're going to be apostolic, you're going to have to go to jail. That's where they ended up quite a few times. <laughs> well. <clears throat> I like being apostolic but I don't want to go to jail. Paul wrote a lot of letters from a jail cell. In fact, uh, Philippians where he says rejoice again I say rejoice it was written from jail. But praise God, he didn't stay in that jail cell. Talk about cell ministry. It was it was powerful, praise God. The earthquake and calling for a light and and bandaging, bandaging up their uh, injuries after midnight, and then being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise God. How powerful, how wonderful that was. Amen. But um, it, 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 it's almost implied that there were some things that he lost. You know, for example, he says, Come before winter and bring my cloak, I don't know if he lost it or if he just left it there but he's he's saying bring my cloak obviously he's feeling the cold he's feeling the need bring my parchments Um, I don't know if he wants to do more writing or if he's actually doing more studying probably both but he's making these requests of things that he desired and things that were precious to him he was anointed to write and he wanted to keep on writing he wanted to keep on ministering praise God And I'm thankful it's a powerful word. I was able to share that word. This one particular lady just kept sharing her heartbreaking situations in her family. I said, my, you've had a lot of heartbreaking situations. And uh, you know, it's amazing the number of stars that the Webb telescope is discovering. You know, the scripture says the Lord calls those stars by name. He numbers them and he calls them by name. But what's even more wonderful is in that same chapter of Psalms 147, he heals the brokenhearted, and he binds up their wounds. I told her I want you to find Psalm 147. It's a real short one, and I want you to read about how God heals the brokenhearted. Praise God. Oh, my. I'm thankful that's the God we serve. Amen, amen. Praise God. So, fellow workers that he lost. Demas, uh, Paul wrote, hath forsaken me. He loved this present world. And it's a battle, isn't it? It's a battle. We we struggle, um, and we look at, uh, you know, david wrote about don't don't look at the wicked don't don't look at their prosperity don't compare yourself and your situations to them because it, it's not going to last what you have is going to last theirs theirs is not going to last but it's, we still we still look at it and say why god you know all of that money they're making and spending in such wicked ways uh, we could use for the kingdom but this present world is not very much of a present don't expect it to be the answer that you're looking for. One boxer said, I know money isn't everything, but it sure calms my nerves. Yeah. Well, I wonder what he thinks now. Well, uh, Mark had gone back. One time he had departed from the work. And we don't know, he's a young man. Uh, He maybe couldn't stand the rigorous schedule, the persecution, the opposition. I don't know what caused him to go back. But there did come the time that Paul would say of Mark, he is profitable to me for the ministry. He's useful. He's helpful. Praise God. I'm thankful God can make those kind of changes. It's not one and done the Lord gives us a second chance again and again and again and thank the Lord that we can know those blessings so Paul had lost some fellow workers but my goodness you look at Romans 16 and the 30 plus uh, workers that he names still being faithful still going on a lot of women mentioned in that list too praise God thank the Lord for faithful women he lost opportunity for some churches. He, he wouldn't make another missionary journey. He's, he's not going to see the saints again. In Acts 20, he tells them, you know, don't, don't, don't break my heart now with all your tears. I know what I'm, I'm going for. This is when the prophet was saying, you know, the, uh, the owner of this garment is going to be bound and uh, taken into custody and so on, you know, with prophecy. And... Uh, that, that didn't stop Paul. That didn't turn him around. Um, he, he knew what God's plan was for him, and he kept on going. I recently read an article uh, that you know, made the question, was Paul out of the will of God when those prophecies and uh, uh, warnings were coming forth that he should not go to Jerusalem? And if he went, he would be imprisoned. But he went anyway. Is that the will of God? Well, I think it was. Because the Lord, no matter where you, you, you end up in the will of God, he's going to keep you. Praise God. He's going to bring you through. And, um, and so Paul lost uh, possessions. He lost workers. He lost opportunities. He lost future years. In the time of my departure, is at hand he knew he would be sentenced to die but he wrote to the corinthians chapter 15 and uh, let them know the hope of the resurrection and uh, the power of the gospel the death burial and resurrection of the lord jesus christ and how we are changed and impacted by that as well and then he makes this statement if in this life only We had hope in Christ. We'd be of all men most miserable. What's he saying? He's trying to compare what's to come to what we have here. And if what's to come, by comparison, would make this seem miserable, that must be something else in the other realm. Praise God. We need to make sure we're going to be there. Praise God, and we're going to experience that. He wrote to the Philippians, back to those Philippians again. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. So either way, he's going to win. Either way, he's going to find victory. He's going to hold on to that power and that blessing. to the love. For to me, he had that assurance. He had that foundation to me. To live as Christ, to die is gain. And I'm glad we can make it personal. I'm thankful it's not just something we read, oh, this is what Paul says, this is what Peter says. It can be personal, it can be real, it can be an experience that we have, praise God, because we know the power of the Lord. Now, let's uh, let's play the what if game. Fourth graders like to play what if. What if this? What if that? You know trying to get through a lesson, but let's play what if. What if the Saul of Tarsus uh, uh, man had no conversion? What if he continued to study at the feet of Gamaliel? What if he continued on his seat in the Sanhedrin? What if he just stayed in that respectable position, a Jew in Jerusalem, recognized, honored and uh, sought out he's comfortable and uh, <clears throat> there's convenience and the Romans are not going to come knocking they're not going to uh, arrest him it's not there's not going to be any apprehension and so on. or let's let's go with the what if this way what if he was converted? But he wasn't a real strong visionary. He just was content to think about the things of God, and shuffle through the scrolls and read some of the Old Testament, take pen in hand and write to some of his friends in, in various places as he saw them depart and uh, go on and do the work that he should have been doing. What if he was less passionate about his faith? And uh, he just kind of, well... This is nice. I like talking in tongues. I like the power of the name of Jesus Christ. It used to bug me, and I I, I wanted to eliminate it, but it feels so good now. And I'm just going to sit down and soak it in. What if that was a situation? That would be something, huh? And and the Damascus Road experience, and the Lord knocking on Ananias' door, the door of his heart, and to say, a man named Saul saw a man named Ananias. Not me. Another Ananias. I don't want to go. I don't like the way he's treated my brothers and sisters. He deserves to go to hell. That would be pretty rough, wouldn't it? thank the Lord Ananias did go and pray for him and oh my how incredible but then again what if Saul of Tarsus was excited that he had that experience of being knocked down by light and inquired who art our Lord and the Lord replying I am Jesus and the powerful truth gripped him but he was not obedient to the heavenly vision he thought wow, I can write a book about seeing a light and hearing a voice and, and, and talking to the Lord. That, that, that will be a witness. That will be good. That, that will help the kingdom. That, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go back to Tarsus and take it easy. <laughs> no letters because he was lazy and lukewarm. That would be something, wouldn't it? Yeah. But thank God, he kept the faith. He kept the faith. Amen. First Timothy one and nineteen. You know his his teaching. Um, his preaching. It, it was it was something uh, that he would not let go of, and uh, would continue to build on, and encourage Timothy and Titus and all the others as well to hold on to. He said, holding on to faith and a good conscience, because some of those who let it go have suffered shipwreck. Now he knew about shipwreck, didn't he? (laughs) He's in three of them, according to his list of hardships in 2 Corinthians 11. He knew about those shipwrecks. And and, uh, he knew about deliverance from execution, because the soldiers, told the centurion, we need to kill these prisoners. You know, after they'd been in that storm for two weeks and uh, they were about to run aground, they didn't know where in the world they were and uh, the storm was not letting up and uh, they didn't want any of their prisoners to escape so they said, let's kill them. But the centurion, what was his name, Julian, Julius? One of those. Centurion wanted to spare... Paul said, no, let's all get ashore as best we can. And over 200 prisoners, sailors, soldiers, over 200 of them made it ashore in the storm with not one loss of life. And Paul picks up a stick, and a serpent bites him. So execution, drowning. Now poisoning. But he shook it off into the fire. Praise God. <laughs> A clinket would say, Hach-quah. That's what you get. <laughs> okay. So salvation. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, he would say. Romans one sixteen. It's the power of God unto salvation. Uh, the writer to the Hebrews, uh, uh, there's a debate on whether or not it's Paul or it's Apollos or one of the other uh, writers. Um, if it's Paul, he's, he's admonishing, do not neglect so great salvation. How in the world could you neglect it? Easy. <laughs> the devil makes you comfortable. The devil makes something else seem more compatible, more convenient, and a compromise. So we've got to be careful. Don't neglect so great salvation. Here, uh, 1 Peter 1 and 9, this is a good one, because it talks about the end of your faith. 1 Peter 1 and 9. Not the end of your faith in the sense of cessation, the, the, you know, cutting it off and it's no more, but the end of your faith in terms of the goal. You've reached it. What's the end? The salvation of your souls. Praise God. And it's uh, it's like Paul wrote to the Corinthians. You, we have been delivered, we're being delivered, and we will be delivered. So the you know, we were saved, we are being saved, we will be saved. It's a continuous aspect here that we've got to go on with, and make sure we don't stop anywhere along the line, because faith will take you to the end, praise God, and in the end, faith is all you need, that's all Paul had, was faith, and he kept passing it on, praise God. People would come and visit him, people would come and quiz him, people would come debate him. All kinds of situations that were going on in his rented house in Rome for two years. He ceased not to teach and preach the things concerning Jesus Christ and the kingdom. He just kept right on, praise God. And the power of the Lord (coughs) was there. So we keep the faith so that we can share it. Paul had no regrets. He, 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 uh, well... That that's what we're assuming from what he writes in the scripture. Uh, I, I don't know if we had an opportunity to interview him and say, um, "Well, Paul, uh, Corinth was a corrupt place. Is there any way that you would change your approach now?" Uh, I, I don't, you know, I I really don't think he would say, "Yeah, I regret." doing it this way rather than that way. I think he would just say, no, the Lord led me. I followed him. I was empowered by him. And um, that's, that's what I'm satisfied with. Praise God. Look at, um, look at what he wrote to Timothy, 1 Timothy 6.20, 1 Timothy 6.20, the counsel that he's offering to a young preacher. Guard what was committed to your trust. This is the New King James. Avoiding the profane and idle babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. Now, he's probably addressing the aspect of the, the Greeks' influence, you know their elevation of, of knowledge. And they did, they did good. Um, education was not as widespread as when uh, Alexander uh, established his library uh, in Alexandria, Egypt. He conquered that whole area, and uh, he, uh, he, he sponsored the writing of the Septuagint, which is the Greek translation of the Old Testament, you know, all of those things that he did. But nonetheless, the apostle would warn against This Greek philosophy, um, the ideas that are there, he called them profane and idle babblings and contradictions. Verse 21, by professing, some have strayed concerning the faith. It has the power to draw you away. So we've got to stay straight and strong concerning faith. Praise God. I've fought. A good fight. Wow! Can it get any clearer than that? That's uh, he—he's emphasizing the aspect of battle, of conflict, and um, knowing that it's worth it, because faith will fight fear, and fear hath torment. The Bible says, "God's not given us a spirit of fear." But boy, fear still makes its attack. But faith will overcome fear. Faith helps face the future. Faith overcomes the world. 1 John 5 and 4. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even your faith. Wow. That's pretty strong stuff. And so no wonder Paul would... uh, would, would let Timothy know, I fought a good fight, I have finished my course, I've kept the faith. That would be the aspect that he would want to uh, see emulated in the life of, of Timothy. Because the end result, my departure is at hand. and I heard someone say one time, if, if there's a departure, there has to be a destination. Praise God, and we know where we're going. Amen. And thank the Lord. Heaven is going to be an incredible place. Paul said, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Ha! Ah, praise God. What an amazing thing. A crown of righteousness, which the righteous judge is going to impart. Thank the Lord. And not to me only, he said but all them that love his appearing. Thank the Lord. Now, 1 Corinthians 2 and 12. uh, Again, there's the need to uh, recognize we we can't live in both worlds. Um, We can't have a grip here and then uh, expect that heaven is going to be Uh, where we end up it's got to set your affections on things above not on things on the earth that colossians 2 somewhere in there so we recognize okay that's important first corinthians 2 and 12 makes the distinction of what we've received in the spirit now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit which is of god that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Praise God. How incredible that the Lord opens up that whole world of opportunity and knowledge in him and we can just step into it freely. Praise God. Now, uh, there's the price. Uh, There's uh, the time you're going to take to look into the word of the Lord. By the way, um, you know, we were talking about Paul not writing and no letters and all of that sort of thing. What if um, uh, Josh McDowell uh, was what you call an apologist? Now he doesn't apologize for the, the the teaching on Jesus Christ. I don't know why they came up with that word apologist because we're not apologizing at all. We're just we're trying to explain. We're trying to share. And that's what Josh McDowell did. He made the claim that you could burn every New Testament in the world and get rid of them all and yet reproduce the entire New Testament from the writings of others who have quoted extensively the New Testament. I don't know any other book that's been quoted to that extent. Do you? I'm not a literary major or any of those kinds of things Uh, some of the the literature that they had us read is garbage (laughs) and then question scripture but anyway thank God it's not the spirit of the world but it is the spirit which is of God that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God that's that crown he's going to give it praise God Amen. And we'll need his righteousness, because it, it's not going to be here now. You're righteous. It's going to be here because you've been righteous. Right? I'm not changing the word of God, am I? No, no, no. So that's got to be our focus and the way we go, because the kingdom of God is not meat or drink. I like Romans 14, 17, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. one lady (coughs) um, had Methodist roots and I tried to explain oh the Methodists had powerful meetings, powerful camp meetings just incredible stuff that they had and uh, then she said she became Episcopalian so (coughs) you know the the lack of um, the lack of uh, emotion but if you Put a thumbtack on their pew when they were standing and they sat down on that thumbtack would there be a display of emotion? Now that would be mean we would not do that but we'd like for them to have a touch of the Holy Ghost praise God (laughs) and let them know how powerful and wonderful that is To be blessed in the Lord, but righteousness, peace in the Holy Ghost. Peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. I'm thankful that's what we can receive. Amen. Sister Glover saw a T-shirt on uh, one of the men going through the buffet, and uh, I didn't see it. But she said, that's good. I said, what? His T-shirt. said, these are the things you don't mess with. And the last one was firearms. So I asked her, well, what all was on that T-shirt? Here's what she wrote. Faith, family, friends, flag, and firearms. Five things you don't mess with. (laughs) I agree. Praise God. I wish a whole bunch of Americans agreed. Faith, family, friends, flag, and firearms. All right? But my salvation, the end of my faith, that's what I've got to hold on to above everything else. <clears> 1 <throat> Timothy 1 5. Here's the end again. 1 Timothy 1 5. Now, the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart, a good conscience, and faith unfeigned not fake not facade not made up but real genuine praise god the end of your faith remember paul or peter rather peter said the end of your faith is salvation and we know that salvation is contingent upon a love of the truth because if you don't have a love of the truth salvation is in question so I've got to have a love for this truth that is going to be unshakable, unbreakable. Praise God. I'm going to hold on to it. I'm going to stay there because the one who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life is who I'm going to keep following. Keep that faith. Praise God. Don't let it go. Don't let him let go of you is hold on praise God and we're going to make it we're going to make it hallelujah let's stand tonight <laughs> keep the faith Thank the Lord that there's uh, that determination uh, that we can have. Now, that determination will be tested time and again to see how committed uh, you really are to uh, keeping that faith, Uh, keeping it in the sense that it's going to have an impact on you, Uh, not not in the stingy sense that, you know, I'm not going to share, this is all mine, you can't have any. No, we know Paul told everybody that he could. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. He would, he would let him know. But he was holding on to it because he knew he needed to have it for himself. Otherwise, he'd be a hypocrite. And that, that, that doesn't turn out well. We've got to make sure we're following truth and in the blessings of the Lord. So keeping that faith. Let's come and pray here for a few minutes. praise god let's just thank the lord for faith and thank the lord we have the opportunity to share that faith but most of all we want to hold on to that faith and not let it slip not let it get away not let it escape our grasp our attention our efforts but to continue on in him oh thank you lord jesus christ All the power you've displayed, Lord, all the blessings that you've given, all the ministry, Lord, you've extended. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. What a great and mighty God. Powerful Lord. I love you. I worship you. I glorify you.